Friday, 4.30. means it's time to enlighten you, to provide you with information in case, like me, uh, you are deciding to wager a little bit on some of the games over the weekend, college, professional. Hey, I know we got to talk to Chris Van Dyne about these lines we're getting on our high school games this weekend, JT. Let's bring in from NorthCoastSports.com our professional handicapper. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris V, as in victory, Chris V160. He is Chris Van Dyne. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm prepared for some of these high school lines that you mentioned, <laughs> but. Uh, if it's Steubenville, I probably I probably can give a pretty accurate assessment of the game. Outside of that, I, I'm probably out of out of my element. Well, then I guess I shouldn't ask you who's going to win the World Series this year either. I, I definitely <laughs> follow baseball, so that that's that's in my oh. uh, in my wheelhouse. And I do follow a lot of Ohio high school football, but uh, all right, it's, not, it's so many so many games. Well, well, you know what? Before we get started, then because from what we saw yesterday, especially with the Texas Houston. Who do you like in this series? All of it. All right. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I I'm, don't usually talk baseball, so I love this. You know, I was on Houston big time yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought uh, in the last two games, actually, I was on Houston. I thought that they would come back and tie the series. They've had a lot of success in Texas. Uh, but I'll tell you what, after tying the series back up, now I think the tide swings in the Rangers' favor. Uh, they got Jordan Montgomery who's pitched the lights out in the playoffs. I think they will get one of these home games, take a 3-2 lead, go back to Houston. It's a heck of a series. I, I just feel like Texas has, has you know, that mojo this year. I, I didn't expect them to, to uh, win both games in Houston to start the series. But it seems like the road team just has the edge in this series right now. I think Texas wins tonight, takes that 3-2 lead, and this is going to be probably the only series in the baseball playoffs uh, at this point that will actually reach you know the final game. I think this goes seven. Hmm. I like Texas to win it. Wow. Okay. What about Philadelphia? Here's something I didn't take into consideration, Chris. I bet on the Braves, all right, so I'm done. Um, uh, they, they nailed me straight up and they ma- nailed me on a couple of parlays. So, um, I didn't take into consideration Philadelphia being there last year, coming up short, kind of like the Royals did a few years ago, and then getting back and winning it the next year. What about Bryce Harper and, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies? You know, playoff experience is a big deal and they definitely have a lot of that with Harper and Castellanos and uh, Schwarber, a lot of guys on this team that have been around playing playoff baseball for quite a long time. And I'll tell you what, they, they look dominant in those first two games. Yesterday was, you know, right down to the wire. I had Philly, so I was really hoping they would pull that one out. They took that one nothing lead in the seventh, but it, it didn't hold. Uh, I like the Phillies pitching staff to get this done. I think they probably win this in five, uh, no less than six. I do not think this series will go the distance. Uh, Chris okay. Sanchez, you know, they're throwing a lefty out today, which I like against an Arizona lineup that does not traditionally hit lefties well. They're hitting 226 against lefties in the playoffs. Philly is one of the best hitting teams in the playoffs remaining. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I just like the star power of the Phillies. Arizona's got a couple guys that uh, that have hit really well. Ketel Marte has been on fire in the playoffs, but I, I think that the Phillies get this done. Yeah, five or six games, I think, is where the the uh, the max of this series goes. I love talking it. 
Mm-hmm. Chris Van Dyne, you want some information uh, on sports for your, your gambling uh, uh, pleasure? How about that? A little baseball uh, talk let, let before we get into. Let me throw one more thing out for the Phillies tonight, yeah. uh, and that's starting lineup. Four of their uh, top six hitters in the lineup are hitting at least 500 against the guy starting for Arizona, Joe Mantiply, who's I think is going to be like an opener tonight. But uh, so the, the, they do have a lot of guys that uh, have in very limited sample size hit him. All right. JT, ask him the next question. I'm going to bet on something here. Go ahead. <laughs> well, let's go ahead then. Let's 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 focus on a little college football over the weekend. There's a couple of big games. You take your pick. I wrote these down. I got Duke at FSU, Tennessee at Alabama, Utah at USC. In fact, let's start there. How does USC respond after getting blown out at Notre Dame? They're a seven-point favorite at home versus Utah. Well, first, Utah has not been the same team on the road that they they have been at home. This is a team that lost by 14 points at Oregon State. They put up just 198 yards. Uh, Cam Rising is week to week every week, and yet he still has not played. I I think at this point it makes sense that they just end up redshirting Cam Rising. Maybe he plays in the last four games of the season. But the uh, the quarterback play has been subpar for them between Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes. They're only completing 55% and throwing for 150 yards a game. Uh, they did beat Baylor on the road early in the season, but that Baylor team has proven to be uh, less than stellar. Last year they had a couple road wins, but they were against Colorado, who last year was was just a complete dumpster fire, which mm-hmm. is the reason that Deion Sanders was brought in to revitalize that program. They also lost at Florida, and that was a bad Florida team last year, and they lost at UCLA, and that was a, a decent UCLA team. But I, I think the USC in this case, the offensive firepower they have is, is the difference. Most times I'm looking to play against USC this year because the defense has not been uh, up, up to par, and the offense can't. You know, they have to score so much to stay ahead of the line because they're usually the lines are inflated because you have the highest winning quarterback on your side. This line not inflated, and they're at home, and you have uh, a big offensive edge for USC and a Utah team that really hasn't moved the ball that well against anybody. They have one game where they've put up over 425 yards, and that was against California. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can match up offensively, especially on the road. So I'd take USC here. Lay the points with the Trojans. I think that Caleb Williams will uh, have a, a bounce-back effort and a much better game. Chris Van Dyne is our professional handicapper. Check him out at ncsports.com. You'll notice the game that I didn't mention is Ohio State hosting Penn State. But what I want to ask you is lines that move. And we saw the biggest line that ever moved in my lifetime, I believe, was last week when the Browns hosted the 49ers. And we know why. But did the Ohio State-Penn State game I never get to see where the opening lines are. I'm seeing it four and a half right now. Did it open at three with the Buckeyes being favored at home? Uh, no, we had okay. the opening line, I believe, at five in that oh. game. Uh, four and a half, four and a half, five. So uh, really, the side really hasn't moved. The total has moved a lot. Okay. The total started at 48. It's dropped to 45 and a half, which really makes sense. Uh, it's It's one of the most bet totals out there in terms of, uh, the, the under in this game because Ohio State we saw defensively that we saw them in the, in the only big game they've had this year against Notre Dame was a slugfest 17 to 14 game. Penn State uh, limited 
to how much we've seen them actually play competitive football because all the teams they've played have been either, you know, offensively, offensively deficient like Iowa or just out of their league like Illinois and Delaware and Northwestern and UMass and uh, West Virginia. They, they scored that late touchdown to cover. But the defense is playing really well. They're allowing 194 yards a game, and they're holding opponents 125 yards per game below their average. They're actually number one in the country. I think everyone's seen the stat, or a lot of people have seen the stat on Drew Aller, where he's uh, mm-hmm. got the, like the least amount of uh, explosive plays in the country. I think Penn State ranks 133rd in explosive plays over 20 yards in the country. I think part of that could be a product of them not having to show anything and all these blowouts. But I also think that that might be, uh, you know, by design with a young quarterback. So Mm -hmm. uh, the under was the play for us going into the week, but that's kind of changed with the total dropping so much. Now the line, uh, the total is kind of where we expected it to be. And um, the the side, I would take Penn State with the points, but I don't think we could, we're going to make a play in this game on either the side or total. That is such an interesting perspective on the totals, and I'll tell you why. You think about the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, and one of the reasons was there was no red zone scoring. Teams refused, for whatever reason, to kick field goals. I don't know if they'd kick enough field goals to make a total go over, but are we seeing now an uptick in betting these totals under? We saw the, uh, what was it, Oregon-Washington game, you get down to the five-yard line, nobody wants to kick a damn field goal, Chris. That's true, and that can really have a big effect on a total because, you know, one of the things that will kill an over is driving, you know, 75 yards or 70 yards and getting down to the five-yard line and getting no points out of it. Um, you know, there was a couple examples of that last week. I, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But uh, if you drive down there, you need points. And, frankly, field goals can even kill a total – because if you drive all the way down to the inside the five and you settle for a field goal, that really does hurt. Uh, actually, a good example of that actually in the NFL was Seattle and Cincinnati last mm-hmm. week. We had the over forty-five and a half, and Seattle uh, after after a you know a fairly fair scoring first half, Seattle kept getting in the red zone. They, they had the second goal at the three-yard line. They took a fifteen-yard penalty. Then Geno Smith threw an interception, and that's you know, wiping points off the board. And you're only going to have so many chances of points. So in uh, in a total, if it's a high total, you're definitely in trouble because you can't afford those kind of missed opportunities. And in a game like this where the defenses are both elite, you also can't afford to have those kind of missed opportunities. Happy to have with us Chris Van Dyne, professional handicapper, NorthCoastSports.com. Let me rephrase that, NCSports.com. They're with North Coast Sports. You can check him out on a daily basis on Twitter at ChrisV160. For people listening out there, Chris, that love hearing the baseball stuff you gave us, this college football stuff, where can they get more information from you? Absolutely. Go to NCSports.com. We put out our power sweep every week. It's a football-only newsletter. But we have analysis on every college and NFL game, uh, star-rated plays in, in there. We are releasing our totals game of the month for college this week. We did lose our NFL game of the month last week, but we are 4-1 and one on our big plays, our game of the month this year. Um, also, we do have our community line service. If you're interested in baseball or uh, start a basketball season coming up, you can get on board for our community line handicappers uh, and uh, see what they have to offer as far as plays. And I, I do want to say also that our late phone packages, which we sell on Saturday and Sundays, uh, there's a lot of value in those because, you know, there's some games that we've identified that we didn't necessarily have as a star-rated plan power sweep. 
that we are now considering as a possible star rate of play. For instance, Pitt uh, was a game that we, you know, we, we liked Pitt going into the week, but now we really like Pitt because we found out Wake Forest is uh, possibly down to their third string quarterback. And at the very least, their starter is going to be playing less than 100%. Their backup is definitely out. And their third-string quarterback is a uh, a kid that has played six career snaps and just wow. moved from tight end last year because they, they had moved him from quarterback to tight end to safety. So they've moved him all around. And he might actually be the starting quarterback tomorrow if their starter can't go. And Pitt looked pretty good last week in pulling the upset, one that we actually called in power sweep. We had the Panthers winning that game outright. All right, let's go to the Browns then before we let you go here, Chris, because JT mentioned how much the line moved last week because of the Deshaun Watson injury, uh, and the Browns end up winning that outright, costing me some money. But, hey, uh, it is what it is. Vegas wasn't built on winners, so uh, I'm learning that as I I learned to gamble in uh, uh, the Buckeye State and at Bushwood Country Club. So uh, how do you see the Browns this week as road favorites uh, right now, that line has moved from two and a half to three and a half with the news that Deshaun Watson practiced both days and took most of the snaps today from what the media saw. Definitely interesting that Watson appears like he might be starting this week, so it does elevate the offense, which obviously is um, the reason that line moved. Again, the Browns' defense is just on another level this year. They're only allowing 200 yards a game. Uh, Indianapolis, you know, they really shot themselves in the foot last week. They, they lost 37 to 20. Gardner Minshew had four turnovers. Uh, it, it really struggled and uh, turning the ball over. It really affected that game. They actually had a plus 121 yard edge in that game. They held Jacksonville to 85 rushing yards. They held Jacksonville to 148 passing yards on 30 attempts. So defensively, the the Colts actually played pretty well. Offensively, they they just turned the ball over too much. I don't think the Colts are going to move that move the ball that well against Cleveland. But I also think, even if Watson plays, I do think he's going to be a little conservative. Uh, you know, they're going to not not going to want him taking a bunch of hits on that shoulder. So, uh, you know, we we've been riding the the under train on the Browns games, and it's worked. Right. And I think that we just keep doing that until it until it loses for us because the Browns defense is just one of those defenses that's not going to give up much and you're playing Gardner Minshew so you know I I don't think the Colts are going to score a ton of points I I think the Browns defense is going to uh, be what they lean on this week until until Watson is truly 100% and I don't think they need the offense to score a bunch of points this week I think they're going to grind this one out we had had the line at three so we do think that uh, I'm sorry, we had the line six originally, uh, thinking that Watson could potentially play. But we're more interested in the total uh, and the under, I, I think, definitely is the play here of 40 and a half. All right, last thing before I, I hit send on my phone with my app. Uh, you like the Phillies on the money line, or, or should I take a minus one and a half today? I'd go the money line in this game. It's a playoff game, and, you know, Arizona is kind of desperate. So I think this is going to be one that Philly might have to squeak out. But I do think they get it done today. And I'll tell you what, if they do lose this game, I love them tomorrow because I definitely don't think Arizona can possibly win three in a row. Not great value as Philly minus 140, but uh, I I, I still think that they're the better team and uh, more playoff season. So, yeah, I like Philly on the money line tonight. All right, sounds good. Hey, Chris, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Friday, okay? I appreciate you guys as always. Have a great weekend.